Welcome to the Money Grows on Trees podcast. I'm Damien Medici, the Melbourne Broker. A podcast that's changing communication and education around all things money, mindset, and motivation. Money doesn't grow on trees. Well, we're here to tell you that it does and show you how. Welcome, everyone, to the Money Grows on Trees podcast. Today, we're going to be speaking about rent vesting, what it is, some pros and cons, and a little bit more information about it. So I guess I should introduce our main star of the show, Mr. Damien Medici, hashtag the Melbourne Broker. Thank you for that lovely intro, Isha. I'm really looking forward to today's podcast. I feel like I say that with everyone, but that's because I'm really enjoying doing them. And thank you to everybody that's been listening so far. It has been fantastic. I'm in really, really fine form with these because I'm loving them. So what are we talking about today? So today we're going to be speaking about rent vesting. And I guess the first question should be, what is rent vesting? What is it? Everyone's like rent vesting. Everyone's a rent vester now. But it just comes down to a very, very simple explanation, which I will elaborate a bit more on. So rent vesting is essentially you living in an area that you'd like to live in and you're renting that property, whether it be with your partner, whether it be on your own, whether it be with a friend. So you rent where you want to live and you invest where you primarily wouldn't prefer to live. So it's really big in the major cities. So you'll notice it in Melbourne, Sydney, um, Perth, Adelaide and Brisbane, maybe not so much, but I still believe that they do have quite a few rent vesters. So typically the reason that people do this, and we will go into it a little bit more, is because they are, they can live where they'd like to and if they want to live in an inner city suburb where they've got good access to freeways or transport or cafes, but they can't quite afford to get into that area yet um, to buy, but they still want to be able to get into the market and start to buy or start a portfolio. So they will then go and invest in an outer suburb or a regional area. We notice it a lot here in Melbourne. So um, you'd have someone that would invest in like an inner city suburb and then they might invest, they might rent in the inner city suburb and then they might invest in like Bendigo or Ballarat or any of those outer suburbs or even outer Melbourne suburbs. So that is essentially what rent vesting is. So basically you can still live the lifestyle you want to live and where you want to live it and still be able to invest and start your property portfolio and be kicking goals but also be in a backyard that you like and, like you said, have access to cafes and whatever is important to you. Yeah. I do feel like it's becoming more and more popular. Like um, I feel like as if the last three to five years there's been a really big push in society around what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I've but I also do firmly believe that a lot of people have been doing this for quite a long time, but it's now gathered momentum and it's really built up this name of rent vesting. I think it's the name. It the is. rent vesting name is catchy. It's out there, it's in the media, but I agree that a peop- that people have been doing this for a really long time. I think when we spoke, I mean, when did I first introduce it to you and you were sort of like, oh, what is it? It was only recently. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Well, would you consider yourself a rent vester? Well, I am. 
<laughs> why? Why are you a revester? I didn't actually realize I was until I started again. The media sort of taught, started talking about rent vesting, and everyone started talking about this concept that rent vesting is um is something that it's acceptable to do because I feel like when it becomes acceptable, then people talk about it more frequently, which is what you and I are doing here. But I mean, I was a rent vester from eight years ago, mm-hmm. so I've been doing it for a long time, and now. Um, it's starting to make a lot more sense while a lot of other people are doing it. Yeah, and similar story for me, I guess. Obviously, we do live together, so. We are red vesters <laughs> we, together. You know, by association, I guess I'm also a red vester. Um, but, you know, from personal experience and beliefs, I think it is a really smart thing going forward and mm. it allows you to to do a lot of things and in a smart way as well. So on that note, let's speak about some benefits you know some some pros and cons around sure. rent vesting to educate everyone on what it is and if it would work for them i guess yeah definitely because there's people that would be listening to this thinking well what are the pros and cons so i might just start off by going some of the pros yeah let's and then the we can talk about the cons after that mm-hmm. so the pron the, the pros are you get to live where you want so you're not limited to having to live where you can only afford to buy and I use the example quite frequent with your uh, couple, whether you are a single adult and you're deciding to move out and you're ready to either buy or rent, but you don't know what to do. Reinvesting comes in and can help you with that. So if you do decide, one of the pros are you can live where you want to and you're not limited to having to live where you can only afford to buy. So if you've only got a small amount of savings, and that only allows you to buy in a certain area, you don't have to go and live there. So you can live where you want. So that's a really good pro that I like. Yeah. Would you think it's even, you know, a a business or investment model in terms of people may be able to afford to buy buy the water, but from an investment point Mm. of view, they might think it's smarter to, to have this portfolio outer or where there's more growth and all that sort of stuff. Would that be something that people consider as well because well, I have heard that as that too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, at the end of the day, if you're investing in property and you're having a healthy lifestyle where you want to live and you're building wealth through property, you don't need to live in that property in order for you to obtain that. So there are a large number of benefits which we are going through at the moment. But, yeah, I mean, even us, we're investors. We... And probably for other reasons as well, we probably wanted to get a bit of a taste of the right area before yeah. we bought. It's probably a whole other topic, especially with you and the way you change your mind. Or maybe I change my mind more than what you do. Who Would you agree? I think it's called research. Yes. <laughs> Have Making an informed decision, I like to call it. Whether yes. that's changing your mind a few times, doesn't matter. So, but that allows you to um, eventually, you know, through, through rent vesting, you could eventually... Um, gain wealth through the properties you bought. You may be able to eventually buy where you are renting. So long story short, you get to live where you want, not where you can only afford to buy. Mm -hmm. What are some other benefits or pros, sorry? So uh, the good thing is that when you rent a property, when you are renting a property, that you there's very low maintenance costs. So the landlord uh, will need to pay for any repairs Mm -hmm. the landlord will generally take care of the building insurance you would need to take out your own content insurance but as an overall 
it's it's a lot more uh, low cost to maintain the property you're living in. For example, and I'm going to use us as an example again, they needed to come and fix the rear sliding door. Mm-hmm. Now, that could have been a cost for us had we owned this property. So, you know, there's that benefit. So it's low cost. Cool. So you get to live where you want to live. There's cost benefits as well. What mm-hmm. else? The biggest one I do feel is the tax benefits with this. So there are a number of tax ad- advantages that you can have by reinvesting. And by all means, please speak to your accountant about um, your personal situation and your personal circumstances. But there are a lot of tax benefits. So you are able to claim any rental costs against your investment property, um, certain things like deductions for your expenses so you can reduce your taxable income there's other things like negative gearing which essentially means that you the overall cost of the property that you've got um, is running at a loss so your expenses are higher than the income that you're getting that total amount can then combine as a yearly figure and then that can reduce your taxable income. So you may get some money back depending on your circumstance. So there's negative gearing into it. Um, But yeah, overall, there are a large number of tax benefits that you can get. Was there any other benefits financially that you can get from rent vesting? Well, I do feel that you can build a portfolio. So for example, um, well, I'll use me as an example. I've got a couple of properties and I've been able to do that through rent vesting. So I haven't needed to pour all my money into a property that I want to live in. So over time, that's allowed me to continue to still live where I want, which we're in a beautiful home, we're in a great area, but I'm building a portfolio on the side. Now, obviously there comes a time where you will, or you may you may not even want to, but I know for us, we eventually want to buy a property. So we will eventually buy a property. So it's leading into that. But by me reinvesting for all these years, I've been able to build a portfolio. And that essentially builds wealth, which will help you in the future. Yeah, and I guess that comes back to a topic we were speaking about in our last podcast together. By the way, this is my second podcast. You're doing well. You're doing well. Might get you on the third. I made it back. Maybe you'll be around to stay. I can't get rid of you. (laughs) So we were speaking about um, when you, you know, do purchase an investment, you purchase purchase it solely to be an investment. So I guess this almost circles back to that in the sense of you can have that investment portfolio mm-hmm. and still be kicking those goals and have a, investments that, you know, have that high return, growth, yield, whatever Absolutely. it is, and still be doing really well in that in that side of things. And then, yes, living where you want to live. So I mean, it's ticking a few boxes here. It is. There's a lot of good benefits. But us being us, it wouldn't be doing our job right if we didn't tell you about. There are some. The bad. The bad. They're not really bad. They're not bad. Because we don't want to turn you away from it. But (laughs) be a movie star with that. I mean, the cons. The cons. So there are a few, um, but they're not really bad. I mean, they're just things to be cautious of and be made aware of, aware of. So obviously when you rent, it's a lot less secure. So your landlord may decide to sell your property and then you're going to, you're going to have to move again. So, you know, you don't 
necessarily have the flexibility of being able to stay inside the property for as long as you want because your landlord dictates whether or not he owns that property. So, for example, if you're a rent investor and you're the landlord and you want to sell it after five years, then those poor tenants will then need to leave if someone comes and buys that property to live in. Yeah. And then there's the other thing of the increased rent. So, you know, potentially your landlord could give you a rent increase. But having said that, the way the market is at the moment, rents are going down. So I wouldn't really worry about that yeah, right now. I, I guess it's it's just all the joys that come with renting. If you haven't found the place, it's looking, it's the tidying up for a house inspection, it's all that. We just went through it. Do yeah. not remind me of it again. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, you know, it's a it can you know, there is a negative side to it, but anyone who's rented before knows that side. So that's I guess what you're signing up for. But on the flip side, you have the tenants that Correct. you're also doing the same thing to. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, there's obviously you need to be made aware of with any property that you buy that there are home expenses. So, you know, repairs, agent fees, uh, rates for both um water and council rates. So there's the ongoing cost that you will need to carry along with renting as well. So if you are reinvesting, you need to be sure that you can maintain both the property you're living in, the rent, and also the costs that are associated with buying that property as well. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Perfect. Is there anything else that people should be aware of that are I guess negative or yes. cons. Well, another one is when you do decide to sell, you could be up for capital gains tax. So Which I'm, is? I'm not an accountant, but I get asked this all the time and I feel like I am, but I'm not. <laughs> so capital gains tax is basically the gain that you have made from the property over the period of time that you've held it, you will need to pay tax on that. So let's give you an example. Let's say you buy a property for $300,000 and then you sell it for $400,000 in two years' time. You've made a gain of $100,000. You will need to pay tax on that $100,000. Now, if you've held a property for more than 12 months, you will only need to pay tax on half of the gain. So you only need to now pay tax on 50,000. So let's assume that your wage is 50,000 a year. For that year that you sold the property, you now need to pay tax as if your income was 100,000. So 50 from where you worked, 50 from the property you sold, your increased, your taxable income has gone up and you need to pay the tax man. Joys. It's fun. But at the same token, you know, the way I look at it is if you're paying tax, I know this, everyone says if you're paying tax, you make your money, but essentially, yes. So it is, and obviously speak to your financial advisor. Um, if you are holding a property for more than 12 months, there are some more tax benefits with that because you only need to pay gain on the half. Makes sense. But I guess that's with any investment. You're yes. going to come across that when you do, or if you decide to sell. Correct. Um, and probably the last thing is, well, if you do buy, if you are investing, you don't get any access to any government benefits being a first home buyer. So as in with that initial purchase, you will get them later on when you buy a property that you are going to move into. But with regard to that property in particular and reinvesting, there are no tax benefits or sorry, there are no government benefits. Um, at the moment, there are still some with regards to stamp duty in Victoria, but as an overall, uh, there are no grants available. 
Okay. All right. So, you know, we have obviously discovered rent vesting, um, rent vesting. as a lot, a lot of people have. Um, the golden nugget of society nowadays. Wow. That's a big call. <laughs> so just to recap, I guess the pros of rent vesting is you get to live where you want to live. There's, there's a low cost because you are renting. Um, there are tax benefits. And you, you may still be able to build your investment portfolio or your property portfolio, whatever you choose to do. Alongside the pros, there's the lovely cons, which, um, you know, you have that, you don't have as much security when you are renting. You have, you have those expenses and ongoing costs. There's, you know, the joys of the capital gains tax that Damien just mentioned, if you are choosing to sell and you don't get the government benefits like the first home owners. You nailed it. Thanks. Nailed it. Thanks. Well done. Good summary. Yes, that is exactly right. Um, I feel like we've covered all that off pretty pretty good, actually. So, so hmm. how do I become a rent vester? Oh, the, the question that makes everyone a little bit scared because it's that initial phase of going to do it. So, this is what I would strongly recommend. The first thing is um, I would speak to a financial planner and let them know about your goals you've got in mind. Now, I'm not a financial planner. This is all for educational purposes. That's why I direct to financial advisors because they can legally give you advice based on your individual circumstances. So I would go and see one that is familiar with the rent vesting term. So that way you know that they know what your goals are and they you're on the same page. I mean, I work with a couple and there's one in particular that's been doing it really well. Shout out to Sam Ponte. Um, he does shout a, out. Shout out. <laughs> so, I mean, we've, we work together with a couple of clients that are rent investors. And then once you've spoken to a financial planner, I would then go and advise to, I'd recommend, can't advise, I'd recommend that you speak to someone like myself, like a broker. So go to a local broker or speak to someone that understands the finance side of things and how you need to attain it. Generally, it's going to be a broker. I advocate brokers over banks because of what we do. So definitely go and speak to a broker to determine your borrowing capacity and let them know as well what your goals are because a good broker will want to know what your goals are so you can plan to be in line with your future goals of buying these properties. So you just work together as a little nut. It's really important to have a good amount of people around you even your accountant. So I would recommend that you speak to your advisor, speak to your mortgage broker, speak to your accountant as well, and let them know about your plan. And they will all be on board with you to achieve your amazing result of reinvesting. Once you've got all that, and then you know the areas you're looking in, they will, they will guide you. So some advisors will help you with the property purchase side of things. Otherwise, together... I feel like they could all point you in the right direction to what you need to look for. Yeah, I think that's key. Just having that team around you who, one, knows what you want to do, what your goals are, what your vision is, how you get there, and surrounding yourself with maybe people of the same mindset, but definitely educate yourself of, of how you do this with the right people involved. Definitely. Now, I, can I just butt in? I'm sure there are a lot of people that, would advocate against rent vesting because essentially you are paying two. You, you know, you're paying your rent and then you've got an investment. Yes, you might have tenants in there, but you might not. You might be building or you might be doing whatever. 
that might be scary for sure. for people that don't understand it. So I guess that just comes back to doing whatever's right for you. You need to, no matter what you do, you need to be comfortable. And I always bring this back down to it. I've done it throughout the years. I, I still do it on a little bit of paper. It comes down to your budget. Mm. And in your budget, you need to make sure that you've got your little emergency fund that if something goes wrong where you can't pay your rent, you could lose your job. I mean, you could be renting on your own and lose your job. You'll probably notice that it won't be much different from your overall expense. So what I mean by that is you're going to be buying a rental property, okay? So generally that means you've got rental income. So together your overall budget and when you do your budget, you'll notice there will not be a massive significant change or what I've noticed when I've done it. So everybody is a little bit different. Everyone's circumstances are different. Everyone's income is different. I mean, you know, you go to the barbecue and Uncle John will say, don't do that. That's no. a really bad idea. Bloody Uncle John always pops in. <laughs> Why would you want to rent? You know, you're never going to own your own home. That's typical um, advice that families can give over times. Which isn't wrong. We shouldn't say that's wrong advice. That's their opinion and they're, everyone's entitled to their opinion. 100% agree. But I feel like it's changing. Yeah. I feel like it is changing because, and that just comes as society changes because, you know, when kids come along in, in families and if you're a rent investor yourself, you're going to give them that advice as well, right? That yeah. rent investing is okay. So that's how society changes over time. So what you'd what. I guess if anybody out there that is wanting to rent vest and wanting to know when they do rent vest, typically the time is when you decided that you want to move out. So let's say you're a couple or you're a single person and you're living at home and you're deciding, yep, this is it. We're going to do it. We're going to move. But you're not sure where you want to buy. So that's typically when the rent vesting comes up. Yeah. Cool. You recently became a reinvestor last – no, when did you become a reinvestor? I feel like I'm just losing track of the years. The last two or three years have blurred into one. But um, probably a couple of years ago, you know, I did – I purchased – I built – sorry, I built a property that was a little bit further out. And I I actually came across this situation. I had to get, a, you know, a couple of Excel spreadsheets. My sister's in finance, so she helped me do a little budget – and look at my scenario um, and what would work for me. Would it be living in the property that I built because I'm only paying one mortgage or renting, getting tenants, look, you know, looking at all the difference in costs and how much it, it would cost me to do that. But then a big key for me was and always will be is what makes me happy? Do I want to live yeah. out here, which in a place that I, you know, I didn't really want to be in at the time and, or do I want to live in an area that, you know, when I walk out on my doorstep, I'm happy and I'm near trams, I'm near everything that I need to be. That's I've the biggest got, thing, isn't it? You know, yeah. It really is. For me. And if you're in a position where you can do that and you don't have to be, you know, financially secure, I mean, that <laughs> that's ideal, but you don't have to have a massive amount in your bank account to be happy and no. make those decisions that align with that. So. For me, that's what it came down to, and I'm so happy I did it. Um, hmm. And yeah, but definitely you have to do your research and look at your figures and look at the areas and do all of that, which you're all aware of, and do what's right for you. Because without the right research, 
and when you do pop property. And again, I've talked about my mistakes time and time again. You know, when I uh, had ten grand credit card and a ten thousand dollar personal loan, you know, in two thousand and eight. I per- I sold a property, then I purchased another one. I was very reactive mm. and I just I bought a property really quick because I didn't want to be out of the market. Thankfully, that property is now back to a little bit over what I purchased it for. But I just want to make sure that everybody out there that's listening knows you do not need to rush. Mm. There is no need to rush buying a property. Once you've made the decision that you're ready to buy, take your time with the thorough research ask as many questions as you need to yeah get as much advice as you can from people that have done it people that have made mistakes like myself i've made plenty of them but i'm grateful for everyone because i wouldn't be here and rent vesting has helped me do this so i love it eventually we will buy property so we will no longer be rent vesters goodbye rent vesting never say never never say never well that was great. Today's topic was really, really fun. I've enjoyed it. Reinvesting is something that is becoming more and more popular. I would like to point out that any advice given today in the podcast is for educational purposes only and is not independent advice. You will need to speak to a financial advisor so you can get tailored advice to your specific scenario. It is a general in nature and used for educational purposes. Got that out in my head. That was the fun bit, wasn't it? Isha, thank you again for being on today's podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Damien. Hopefully that was informative for everyone. And um, if you haven't heard of rent vesting before, now you have and it might be an option for you that would suit your circumstances. Thank you again, guys. Please head over to the Facebook group, Money Grows on Trees podcast, or you can follow me on Instagram at The Melbourne Broker. Thank you again and have a great day. Thanks, guys. Bye.